Welcome back to The Line Between, a Pradesi podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Elisa. And this is Kitki. And we're coming at you very virtually this week. Very virtually. Yeah. Because <laughs> for once, for the first time in all of our episode history, um, in maybe the, like... In TLB history. Yeah. We're not together face to face. I can't we're see not. Lisa's... So if... Yeah, yeah, I can't see Katie's face. So if we're, if the lag is a little bit there and the timing is slightly off, you know why. But this is TLB late night edition. Very late night. We won't tell you when we're recording this or how, but just just know that because I can't see Elisa's face, I don't think I can be funny today. Because usually, oh god, that's a big claim that I think I am funny, but usually making jokes is so much easier because it's just us two just imagine us two looking at each other and like laughing when that, one of us says something so it might not be as funny today no i think it'll be fine hopefully it'll be fine if people we're gonna spend most of the time hating anyways so i think that'll be the main focus is just being haters so we don't really yes. need to be funny for that so if you can already see from the title of the podcast which i hope no one in management has told us to change because this yeah. is what we were like canvassing for. Like we want yeah, to talk time. about people and organizations and worldwide companies <laughs> and concepts that we just don't like. We don't like their impact. It's not about the people. It's not about them personally. It's just their impact on us, their Im- on pop yes. culture. Yeah, their impact and just everything that they kind of stand for kind of just makes our blood boil a little bit. So that's what we're going to talk about today. That's going to be the main focus. If you're very much in the realm of just positive vibes, this is not the space for that today. Usually, Katie and I are very much positive vibes. Today, so no positive, positive vibes to be found. No positive listen, vibes to be found. Listen to our last episode. We were talking about Barbie and brats <laughs> and fairies. Um, but this one, and also, it's kind of a, we were saying this earlier, if you haven't been on the internet or at the you know trend cycle of the craziness that's been going on this past month and two um this is for you because we're going to give you a very non-chronological rundown of yeah things that have been happening in the the metaverse in the space on x on the metaverse (laughs) (laughs) like we just have to talk about so because we realized we had so many different talking points about so many different people. We're like, we just have to combine it and just sit down and talk. And just sit down and have a little little, little chat about everything in the pop culture zeitgeist that has been going on in the last couple of months. Um, just, we, just, we just got some strong opinions to get off our chest. But before we like really get into the meat of it, because our last episode was about Barbie... Yes. How you've watched and, Barbie as well, Kidki, right? Yes. I've watched okay, thank Barbie. God. I did Barbenheimer. So I watched You did both. Barbenheimer. Okay, yeah, okay. I didn't have the, the strength case. to do Barbenheimer. I just did Barbie. I still have not seen Open Oppenheimer, so please don't come for me. But what were no, your you thoughts on Barbie? It. So Barbie fully I I was on the verge of tears, I think, for a good half of the movie because so many of the moments and I thought it would be near the end. Like I'm a very cynical moviegoer. I'm always like, I know this is a feel-good movie. I know this is a, you know, topical movie. I feel like the hard-hitting scenes are at the end. But the mm. minute, and spoilers, um, the minute she's, like, talking to, I think it's, like, Ruth, Ruth's actual ch- child, right? I don't know the old lady's name. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She calls her beautiful. And I read because it's basically because Barbie can't comprehend like she has never seen aging or um, yeah i saw that i saw that on twitter yeah and like she she cannot correlate how we do in our you know real reality or real society that aging equals bad women getting old bad women looking a certain way bad she just sees beauty and innocence and purity and like people were so like that that just got to them because that's i know that's really what the essence of womanhood isn't it like we think everyone's beautiful and sparkly mm-hmm. because they are yeah i, I so. think you're 100 right yeah i think the whole movie was just the essence of womanhood i mean is it a perfect movie no is it like some sort of deep um 
analysis of womanhood and feminism. Absolutely not. As most people have been calling it, it is an intro to feminism class at best. Truly at best. It's feminism 101. It is something expecting that as well. Yeah. Because you didn't want to put you didn't want to pin it as a movie of like, this is the movie to educate the masses. Because that wouldn't be fair for Greta's as well it's, yeah it's not it's not fair on Greta and feminism is so complicated and like there's so many different aspects to it intersectional feminism is its whole is a whole separate conversation and a whole separate uh discussion that we need to have as part as feminists that I don't think Greta could ever have put that in one one and a half hour movie about a bar about a bar about a Barbie that never would have happened so I think we were expecting too much and both expecting too little from this movie at the same time weirdly enough which is also somehow very it's a beautiful place to be and somehow very very applicable to what it's like being a woman it's just full of contradictions so it's kind of funny that it's worked out that way but i'm glad you liked it and watched it of course i did i did i loved it i cried watching it i'm not gonna lie it was oh yeah the line at the end Yes, it was the line like exactly we're talking about, like not 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 that old lady when she was talking to Ruth and she was like, "Just hold your hands, hold my hands, and just feel." It was that, oh, and oh my God. when she goes, um, "We mothers stand yes, still, I was just so our daughters say. can look behind." Yeah, that one, that one got me. I was like in that it, and I was like, good. "Okay, cool." And then she was like, "We mothers stand still, so our daughters can look behind and see how far they've come." I bowling bowling in the middle of the cinema yeah i bowling mm-hmm. texting my mom i told my mom i i actually told her that exact quote and i was like i really think we need to go see barbie because as much as as it's a film about you know being a girl and being a woman or not being a woman it's actually about relationships between women mm-hmm. and what they actually between women how yeah. they change um you know how like you start out as young it like, was yeah yeah it was just such a beautifully done movie that was very much just for the girlies it really was just for the girlies and and, and for once that's okay and everyone else and anybody else who wants to join the girlies like, like, when i say the girlies i'm being very very open you could identify it you know the this. girlies exactly this. On this the girlies is a state of mind. So if you have, are you if you're a girly in this, if that's your state of mind, then you are. Then this movie is for you. So it's very much for a good time. Yeah. Um. But I very yeah. much enjoyed it. I was very Me happy too. that I went. Uh, I don't know how people did Barbenheimer. I think that was a bit. <laughs> that much was the, in the whole day, just like unemployment death and destruction, and, and then Barbie. I I don't understand how any of you people <laughs> no, did it. I did Barbie first. Sick. Oh, you're brave. Uh-huh. Okay. And it was actually so good because Barbie first was like tea. And then I did the open, like Oppenheimer 9 p.m. No, 8.30 p.m. screening at my local cinema. And I was like, oh, but I loved Oppenheimer as well. Like that okay. goes without saying you will love it. I think as someone who, as a woman in STEM. As, as a woman in STEM. In science. <laughs> Because it is very like they they very much try to focus on the science and the scientific community much more than the actual event. I would say. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I okay. do like it. It's very worth I, watching. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan, so of course I just yeah. haven't gone around to watching it. But also, knowing me, I'll probably end up not watching it in the cinema like I'm supposed to, and yeah, I'll end up screen is streaming it. I will end up streaming it. I know myself. And everyone's going to be like, no, you're supposed to watch it in IMAX. That's what it's made for. I don't care. If I'm being honest, I don't care. I yeah, you're going to watch it in I'm, your Mojo Dojo gonna, Casa house. I'm going to watch it in my Mojo Dojo Casa house. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't care about IMAX. Everybody wants to be up in arms about it. Like, you have to watch it in IMAX. Okay. A movie's a movie. No, I just want to ask, like, do you even know the what the difference is? The sound is the same. I don't Sorry. know what the difference tell, is. No, no, no. Tell me quickly uh, for IMAX features, actually. Tell me four IMAX people. I could not tell you. you. Know how, I actually, you know I how actually guys, could not tell you. No, you know how guys will be like, or anyone will be like, oh, um, you actually like um, The Smiths? Like, tell me four songs. Um, actually, yeah. pre-2005. Yeah. Um, tell me five IMAX features. If you're really that passionate. If you're really that passionate about IMAX, please tell me. Exactly. I could not tell you. 
I don't need, I, if I, if you showed me two separate movies and one was an IMAX and one was not, I probably would sit there and be like, they look the same. No, but our film girlies, <laughs> our film bust, even like Annie, shout out Annie. Yeah. She's going to watch Annie. And be Annie like, is going to listen to this and she's going to be like, what the hell, you guys? She's actually going to be like, what the actual hell, you guys? She is going to be very disappointed in us, but like, it's, it's fine. Study, uh, revere, admire film and its study. We're really yeah. sorry. It's just sometimes we don't want to pay IMAX prices um, to stream. So even if you haven't seen Barbie, it's going to come soon, I'm, I'm sure. It's going to come out soon and that's fine. I don't think Barbie was an IMAX, so it's fine. I really, I don't think anybody yeah. was that bothered about it. But yeah. Um, loved Barbie, yeah. lived Barbie, laughed Barbie. Lived, lived Barbie, <laughs> laughed Barbie, loved Barbie. What a slay. Um, well, speaking of the girlies and the girlies who may or may not be misunderstood at times, controversial opinion, controversial uh-huh. um, public figures, I got Taylor Swift tickets. And I've never been prouder. I've never been happier. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. I don't. I don't know if that ended up in the recording. I heard it. I definitely heard it. it. But if, be. if if it wasn't in the if it was not in the recording for the for everyone else, Kiki just played uh, an audio clip of applause, and I'm just thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Okay, I'm good. the okay. soundboard is off. <laughs> the, tell the soundboard me. is soundboarding. Okay, well, you have to tell us about the journey it took to get tickets because it's just well, war. I know. I mean, like in the UK, I didn't get pre-sale tickets because I did not. I wasn't. I didn't use my big girl brain, and I did not think that far ahead. And I did not buy Taylor Swift CD, Midnight CD, when it came out in October. So I was in general sale with everyone else. But I registered my interest immediately, and as soon as I got that code for general sale, I was like, "This is my time to shine." But I have to On give credit it. where credits. I have to give credit where credits due because I technically did not fight the Great War. Um, our lovely, lovely founder, Kanika did. <laughs> Kanika, oh my gosh, thank you. You <laughs> went through it. Okay, <laughs> and lovely. here is her now to talk about it. No, <laughs> no, she's not here. So Kanika fought the Great War for us, and she won. We got tickets, and I've never been so excited in my life for a concert. I mean, I did see Beyonce two months ago, which was Chef's Kiss, beautiful. Okay, don't brag. So. <laughs> <laughs> some of us are just waiting and biding our time but that's I'm fine sorry i'm living just... through you because eras is like <laughs> this okay here's the thing i'm going to interrupt you so quickly and just okay you know i have to i have to put this disclaimer i am a selective swifty which is okay what i call people who know enough lore they know enough songs. They know maybe lots of OG songs because, you know, we grew up in, you know, the 2010s. How do you not mm-hmm. know them? Um, yeah. But the, like, way that, you know, the Swifties, like, keep up to date with the Easter eggs and the merch and the uh, Taylor's versions and everything like that. Yeah. We don't do that because, A, <laughs> we don't have that time. Or we just don't know it. And the thing is, I've told Elisa, like, so many of my friends, including her, are diehard Swifties. Like, so, in lo- like, are going to see her three times. Have seen her in person. Maybe, may or may not have stalked, you know? That sort of yeah. vibe. Um, so I just call myself, like, Swiftie by, by friendship. Slash Swiftie by friendship. Because 1989 for me is my, mm-hmm. that is my Taylor Era that is that obsession. is how you entered the 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 Swifty fandom. That was your yeah. um, gateway drug. So now that Miss T Swift has announced 1989, I've risen. I've you have um, risen. You have risen for the dead and from the dead. Who knows? Maybe maybe you'll see me on an Eras tour. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm like, I, I I don't think. I feel like to me it wouldn't be fair. Like as much as I would love to go, like I'm so mm-hmm. down. I feel like. People are already struggling. People who are like have loved her since you know since she debuted are struggling to get tickets because of you know the insane you know war. Yeah, yeah, no, no, so. no, no. There's <laughs> there's been a lot of. I mean, I've been the the ticket sales that happened in the U.S. Uh, 
like last year I think it was end of last year late last year it was insane like actually insane people were struggling and Ticketmaster's pricing was absolutely astronomical it was the price of a kidney to get a ticket it was like people were paying a thousand plus dollars I it was insane absolutely insane and resale prices were crazy and people were really kind of exploiting uh a whole group a whole a whole fandom over someone that they didn't really care that much about and i just it made me kind of sad i'm not gonna lie just because like what's what do you gain from this what do you gain from spending like multiple thousands of dollars thousands and thousands of dollars on tickets only for you to resale and exploit other people i don't know also the blame falls on the artist for not intervening and yeah 100 percent. i also really want to oh Mm -hmm. no go ahead go ahead no no you first um, well, I was just gonna say that, like, while we're talking about Taylor Swift, I really do want to give a disclaimer that, like, I'm not gonna be a Swifty that's very much blind to the fact that she has her um, blind spots, and Miss Swift mm-hmm. is not perfect. I'm very, very well aware of that. Um, so I just want to give a disclaimer for anyone's like, no, but she's problematic. Babe, they're all problematic. Let's be honest. They're all problematic. We just gotta we pick and choose our battles. We really said we're going to, like, start with hating people or calling people out. But we're just talking about <laughs> Taylor Swift first. But good. We're, like, easing it into it. Because literally on this topic, I wanted to mm-hmm. tell you. I don't know if you've seen. This was all over TikTok. Um, there was a um, um, a person uh, who posted a TikTok. I think their name is Isaac Jarman, if you want to check mm-hmm. it out. And they posted this... Um, video of them just singing and the caption reads to whoever just bought my taylor swift tickets for fourteen thousand dollars i love you thank you for literally paying for my entire college tuition i hope Uh you enjoy the show so much i wish i could be there but also 14k is pretty nice too i don't know anyways anyways enjoy that fourth row for me heart hand emoji yeah you're lying you no, are I'm lying and, and isaac yeah and isaac like he is american and he bought fourth row tickets like i just said and he apparently used all that money to literally pay his tuition and all the comments that i was seeing were literally saying stuff like oh for 14k like she better be writing a song about me <laughs> or someone uh- says oh someone goes honestly entrepreneur congrats on getting your tuition paid you slay so i don't know what you think i want want to ask you what do you think about this like how crazy is it he's literally paying student loans off it all it all comes okay i just got the link it all comes down to um his intentions did he originally buy the tickets because he was a fan, he wanted to go and watch because that's the thing. And he was like, oh no, I can't go anywhere. I can't afford this. So I'm going to resell this. And it just ended up getting to 14K. Or did he buy it and then hike up the price to 14K? I because like that, to think, yeah. that is insane. That that's would important. be absolutely unhinged behavior is to hike up a price of a yeah. $400 ticket to I mean, I think that's a really important point. It doesn't say anywhere in the articles that I saw slash comment section. The comment sections were either hating him or like praising him anyways. Um, But (laughs) uh, he mentioned Taylor Swift's scholarship for real. That's what he said. Which I think, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. I've just looked at the, looked at the link that you sent. I think I have actually seen this TikTok, but I did not really look at, look at it look at it too much you didn't deep the reality that i there really didn't i just kind of i just 000. saw that and i didn't really notice the fact that like he himself had sold it for like i really was not paying that much of attention i just have been seeing so much of this discourse online about taylor swift and expensive tickets that i feel like it's just it went over my head yeah and now i'm point, just reading this that like oh my god so that's what we dislike like we know taylor i mean well you know more but mm-hmm. it's it's difficult to put these artists on pedestals and maybe that's the theme of this podcast to be I, honest yeah the i feel like of putting people that we like or I we think... once like on yeah. a pedestal because why does it suck 
because we like these people we like what they stand for and mm-hmm. then certain elements or like because taylor swift again okay i don't want to make it too much about her but because we do have other people <laughs> to talk about no but like if you think about just recently the whole maddie healy controversy yes and then like rina sawayama also was involved. yes i saw that yep, thought, yep, yep, yep. she is a, <laughs> a, a bestie of the podcast if that's a thing um, <laughs> but <laughs> to me but yeah like it's so difficult because you see these people maybe you've loved these people for years and years and then they go out and say some tomfoolery or like clownery and you're like or they associate with actual clowns and then you're like oh um I don't know, like Ticketmaster. Then you're yeah. like, well, what's the line between supporting Here's... them and calling them out? That's my question. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's a very, very fine line between those two. Um, and I think it all comes down. I used to actually think it's a real problem with our generation. I'm not gonna lie that we hold. And I'm not the first person to ever say this is not a new groundbreaking opinion but our generation has a really big problem with having forming parasocial relationships with celebrities because of social media that we think that we know everything about them we know nothing about these people and these people don't care about us like don't could not care less about us would not stare twice would not stare twice everyone's talking about taylor swift and they're like how could she do this with Ticketmaster? how could she Maybe she's a businesswoman. You think she's going to bat an eye about how much money she's making? That woman contribu- has contributed to the United States government's GDP this year. You really think that she cares? That's what I'm saying. She, she, can't, she can't sweat the small stuff. Such as to give us Genuinely, all, all of these famous people could not care less about what is happening in regular everyday person in, a, in an everyday person's life. They have not lived an everyday person's life in years they don't they will not never understand ever it ever again so we all have this like weird relationship as a generation with celebrities that we expect them to understand our everyday scenarios but at the same time we're also very well well aware of the fact that they're famous it's a very weird contradiction that makes zero zero sense but i think there's a certain yeah sorry go on continue no no i was just gonna say there are just a few celebrities where it's very clear that like they've done a wrong thing and everyone's like oh my gosh how could you do this because it's just on a human being level how could you do this but yeah i don't think it applies for master no but i think there's also such a readiness to and like exactly how you said it goes both ways there's such a readiness to put these people like give people their flowers which they deserve, mm-hmm. but almost take it one step further and, you know, be like, you know, uh, you know, she is the industry or like greatest uh, XYZ of all time, literally invented, which of course, guys, like I know these are just words, which mm-hmm. I also throw around, but I think we have this like collective Gen Z urge to hype everyone up so much that implicitly when they maybe let us down or show mm-hmm. a certain aspect of themselves that we don't think is slay suddenly <laughs> it goes the opposite way where we're like cancel them now if yeah. i see their face on my screen i will throw my laptop and yeah pretty we much. see it happen and then it's just a constant cycle because then the people will come out and be like i hate how our culture and and, and generation is so quick to cancel as if we also haven't done problematic things guys like we have not done problematic things, I want to say. Some of these people have done awful things that we have Some not done. Some of these done. people have committed crimes and they're like, yeah. why are you cancelling me? Babe, babe, oh my God, what do you I mean, why 14? are you cancelling me? No, it's like, oh, I was 18. Like, I just didn't know better as a legal adult and um, a <laughs> person who was earning money and I was actually at a wage and traveling the world. And Yeah. People. But anyways, I think it's, it's a weird it's, thing. A yeah, cycle. It's it's a it, and also it's one of those things that like unfortunately affects famous women a lot more than it does men. Men can bounce so back true. from cancel culture like it's nobody's like I just it's yeah. absolutely Sorry, Jonah insane. Hill, didn't Jonah Hill sign a movie? Am yeah, I going to see Jonah Hill on my screen no, in two months? Absolutely not. Because... Absolutely not. I don't like Jonah Hill is like his whole thing was also unbelievably just insane. Jonah Hill is also not the only one who was acting absolutely insane in public with his with his significant other. Jonah Hill and Kiki Palmer's ex-boyfriend, I'm hoping is now her ex-boyfriend. Okay. Do you not remember? Yes. Oh my god. That you was insane. Okay. 
You're attacking okay, Get off Twitter. I'm genuinely, sorry. Genuinely. And like if, if you have that much of a problem with how your partner is dressing, you speak to them privately. You have her number. Text her. Why are you tweeting at her like a fan? I don't understand. Because no, he probably is. And the thing is, again, I, I don't... I love Kiki Palmer. The internet loves Kiki Palmer. I think Kiki, everyone... Kiki Palmer is the people's princess. Yeah, I think the minute that happened, everyone was like, just, just not giving him the time of day. Yeah. But it's, a, again, another example that we're, we push all these labels on women of like, yeah, you're a mom. Or like, oh, yeah. you're acting like um, a hoe or you're acting like this. Yeah. And, da, da, da. and it's just constant because, again, we don't want to... Um, like, I, I want to say, we understand that it's always women that the media wants to villainize and point the blame towards. And exactly a, an example of that, which is our next person that's on our list, is Miss Ariana. Oh my because god, Miss Ariana. Ariana, what are you doing? <laughs> Period. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I just... And like... And it was something that, Keith, you and I were just talking about. Like, it was happening at the same time. Ariana and Lizzo as well. Which, which is a whole, we're going to get into in a second as well. But, like, Okay, Ariana, starting with Ariana. Please, yeah. if anyone has been not in the Twitter sphere, or, like, they don't know Ariana Grande, <laughs> uh, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's possible. Summary. Okay. So, the clips. Summary. The 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 Cliff, Cliff's Notes version of Ariana Grande's whole drama recently is Ariana Grande. I don't remember anybody's names, so nobody attacked me for that. But okay, so Ariana Ethan Grande Slater. was was married. Yeah, Ariana Grande was married to someone. They have been married, and she has been uh, rehearsing and has been acting. I guess in the live action remake of Wicked. Am I am I correct? Yes, Wicked. Uh, and his Wicked. Her co star is mm-hmm. sorry, Ethan Slater. Who is, I don't know what role he's playing, but he is in the movie. Yeah, he's also in the movie. And he's married with child. It has recently come to our general society's public's attention that Ariana Ariana and her husband have broken up. And we have found out that Ariana had an affair with her co-star. Her married co-star, married with child co-star, and has been the other woman. And intentionally went after another woman's man and broke up a family. Allegedly, that is I want to say allegedly, even if we believe very it. Much alleged, just, yes. Very much so allegedly, yes. Very much allegedly that it, this is all alleged because <laughs> she hasn't confirmed anything. All of this information is coming from her co-star's wife, who has been shouting out the information for everyone. Yeah, uh, and that's exactly to, what I wanted to... Witness, to yes. That's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about because it's exactly the um, Ethan Slater's... Again, I don't want to say Ethan Slater's wife because I don't want to um, reduce her to that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but li- Lily, I think her name is Lily, Lily J. Okay, please don't quote me on that. Um, respecting I don't privacy. Rem- I, don't, I don't remember anybody's name, so it's okay. Yeah. But um, when she released her statement, the most bombastic, honestly, quote of the summer, it has been playing in our minds <laughs> rent-free. She said, Ariana... It's not a girl's girl. And someone said, I can't I can't claim this. In the summer of Barbie, being called not a girl's girl is wild. It's I know. Wild. Oh, like that? summer of Barbie. Off the back is of Ariana Barbie. Okay? Is she I'm okay? Sorry. Like no one has no one has checked in on her. Not I don't a girl's think anyone girl. Should... I'm sorry. If I was Ariana in the summer of Barbie and someone had said this to me, I would never leave my house. I'm being so real. For, I'm being so for real right now. I would not leave my house. Yeah. And again, even that allegation, the it's one of those things. Wild. Yeah. But it's one of those things that just, I just know cuts to, because it's one of those things you, like, I don't know. Ariana's music is, is about empowerment and like women um, being sexy and bold and at the forefront and in love. And she's had those like, really funny songs as well like you know like break up with your girlfriend i'm which bored which has aged like Yikes. milk which has milk aged and like Lucci's. milk i know so that's the thing exactly that's what i want to say like it's it's such a statement that i feel like for any 
person, a friend, but specifically for mm-hmm. girls who, and we talk a lot about this. So just, I don't know, refer to the previous eight episodes or whatever. Um, being like overcoming our, like, not like the other girls and that competitive culture between other women and female friends. That's so yeah. difficult. And we all go through like a month long or years long phase of like, basically deconstructing that and realizing that we are all much more similar than we are unique and different and actually wanting to be unique and different is sometimes for the male gaze and it's sometimes because we don't have equal opportunities and anyways that is so wild it was it's so yeah yeah it's it's so wild and like again like you said it's the label and all the vitriol is directed at ariana deservedly so because she not only it ended her marriage. It also ended someone else's marriage. So, of course, she does deserve some of the blame that's put on her. But weirdly enough, where is the blame that is being put on the husband in this scenario? Who exactly. He, who Mr. Krusty. He made a commitment and he has a child. It, yeah. You know you, you know what I mean? It's not right. It's completely morally wrong. But where is where is the... Where is, yeah, it, where is it's the so unfair him? that he is equally a... Some like an actor, just as she's an actress. Yeah, he can sing. Just can she can sing? Like it's one of those funny ones where, like, at its core, okay, you can argue. Yeah, she's more famous. She has a bigger history. But is it like I don't know? Like, there's a really interesting article I read. I think it's by Insider or something, and it's like mm-hmm. basically, obviously condemning cheating. We don't want to yeah. say that, but it's basically going into like the problematics of labeling people as the other women because again the focus is on them and not these crazy on the women yeah and not the men who committed the actual crime in the first place crime (laughs) allegedly Allegedly. the alleged crime in the first place and it's just i don't know and like ariana grande is has always been a subject of controversy to begin with i mean there's always been the black fishing allegations and her kind of picking and choosing of cultural aesthetics that she likes. And there's always been that conversation. She's yeah. always been a controversial kind of figure. So that's, this is not new for, for any of us. Do I, um, do I think that this is going to change anything in her career? To be honest, probably not. Probably not. She's going to release some new pop album. Already there was some unreleased song of hers that I think she made for SNL that's going viral on, on um, TikTok. In oh, wow. even everyone okay. with every yeah everyone has been saying like ariana is problematic but this song bangs like again it's just one of those things she's probably not going to really feel the effects of this and i don't know it i, I think she's it's it's really bizarre and i and what's sad is that like i like i mentioned what's happening at the same time ariana was going through there was this controversy and i mentioned that there was the whole lizzo and her dancers that was also happening and you could yeah. watch these two incidents happening side by side. And yep. there was a very, very clear difference in how those two incidents were being treated. Ariana's was like, oh my God, girl, what are you doing? But it was kind of like as a joke, like, are you are you okay? Like, are you insane? Lizzo's was Lizzo? treated very differently. Lizzo's, obviously, the context of Lizzo's was much, much more serious than, than like, Ariana's yeah, lawsuits was. Lawsuits were involved. Lawsuits involved. were involved, Sorry. are involved, it's and ongoing. harassment claims. Like, there were much more deeper, serious issues at play than than uh, Ariana's situation. But the kind of vitriol that Lizzo was getting was very, very different than the vitriol that Ariana was getting. Lizzo's was very much fatphobic, racist, sexist. Racist. All of yeah. all of the lovely little you know dark sides of the internet were all coming out as soon as they had the chance. They were all coming out, and it is oh, a conversation yes. of whether or not is that direct and the right play righteous place to put your anger, or is it a lot of it misplaced, massage noir, if you will. Well, that, I that is a question. Yeah. I exactly want to add to your thing because I feel like what's common in both situations because you're right the severity of Lizzo's is different and we won't summarize everything because I think it's still ongoing and you can mm-hmm. just just google Lizzo lost just google, like that is, google, google that's is your free. Reason. that's google your homework <laughs> that's your homework besties but the Lizzo and Ariana thing I think what I just saw is whenever okay I don't know if I'm going to explain this properly whenever people <laughs> maybe have an opinion 
that goes against the fold of love and admiration and respect. For example, fat phobia, for example, racism, for example, <laughs> anything that they truly know, because I've refused to believe that people are that ignorant. They know that that's not correct. Okay. The minute the person that they have this opinion of falls in public opinion or they stumble or something mm-hmm. comes up that may indicate that they're not as good of a person that people think they are. The only analogy I can describe it to is like, you know, when you're like hiking and there's like a big rock and I don't mm-hmm. know, when you're younger, you lift it and you see just absolutely bugs, critters and ants, just like <laughs> pouring out, like they're literally swarming up and you're like, what the, like, why did I lift this rock and see this colony? I'm sorry, but like the hate, that, like, and the main thing I, I will make sense. The main thing I saw is like, I knew it like, oh, oh, if fat people will just fat shame other people. And I always thought yeah. she was hate. No, you, no, I'm sorry. You didn't. Like, you didn't. None piece. of these people did. Yeah. And like, I just hate the fact that people sit, like, imagine that there are these rocks. They just sit there. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's not cool to, to hate these people so openly. Right. For some people it is, but these people are not. The minute someone lifts that crusty rock, their opinions come pouring out and suddenly it's all of the fat phobia, the racism, the sexism, the bigotry that they have yeah. been keeping in. Suddenly now it's justified. And so many people, and I hate seeing this, even if, I'm sorry, you ran a hit Lizzo hate page since 2015. I don't want to see anyone say, I always knew this. Like, I actually sussed this out. No, you didn't. This was no, not, like, I don't know. I no, don't you know. I just want to say yeah like this is not a defense of Lizzo like I'm not even talking about the actual situation I just want to say how we have reacted on social media and like Gen Zers mm-hmm. I really feel a lot of those people just need to be checked because a lot of those 100% ugly ugly mm-hmm. and I was like you weren't saying this two right. months ago yeah oh no it's like they've been like gagging and waiting for the opportunity to pounce They've just been ready. They're like vulture, vultures circling. And as soon as the body hits the ground, they attack. That's immediately yeah. what it's like. But it's a weird, it's such a weird thing we do. Because I, I, I don't want to say it's just exclusive to Gen Z. Like, I feel like South Asian culture sometimes has that. Because it's always mm-hmm. with the, oh, I actually knew that. Like, I actually I saw it. the warning signs. No, oh, actually, didn't. like, I had this indication. Like, I had a vibe. Okay, um... Why didn't you no, say you it? Didn't. Relax, that's all, Raven. You did not. None of you people I did. <laughs> like See, I literally feel like we need to start. If you have certain opinions, or you think couples are gonna break up, or whatever your opinions are, put them in your notes app and like actually date and f- time them. Because exactly. then, if you're going to show up on Twitter being extremely, oh, I knew this. She's always been awful. Look at this body language video analysis on TikTok. Um, I want to see a date and time. That's all. Yeah, I want <laughs> to see a date wanna... and time. I want to see it time stamped, ready to go. Because you can't just make wild predictions and and just claim that you predicted this when we all know for a fact that you did not. None of you people predicted yeah. it. Don't lie. Exactly, and I think you're right, Elisa. Like, there's this. We have to treat situations differently, not because we, yeah, like not because we're like measuring up the offense. I think it's also like as a society, there are so many yeah inequality is still there you have to deal with it in a way that's like we know it's easier for people like we sorry to bring it back to freaking jonah hill (laughs) we know that in a month he's probably going to sign like another christopher nolan film and we're gonna be like oh yeah i forgot we're still gonna have to deal with this this man's face i just yeah yeah (laughs) all the men in the entertainment industry that have managed to maintain their reputation i simply do not understand like the only ones that have not been able to maintain their reputation are the ones that have had hundreds and thousands of people say the worst the worst allegations against them and then some people have been like oh maybe they might be right but you know god forbid we listen to like one woman's opinion and everyone's like no that's wrong i i know and the amount of bravery it takes, like we like to like, for example, like release a statement or mm-hmm. file a report, like even like with all of these people that we're talking about, they're mm-hmm. real people on the other side. Yeah, these are real are doing, human beings. 
yeah and it takes a lot of courage to actually stand up especially i know we've been saying like go against the fold and go against the stan culture but it takes a lot of courage for people to be like wait a second like i know everyone's gonna dogpile on me for hating this but i have to yeah speak my truth i I can't let this go on any further i mean yeah with 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 jonah hill it wasn't that um dark it was just an example of just men just not understanding her airing him out um his girlfriend (laughs) i was like his ex sorry i was like yeah as that's so funny she was she just brought receipts and was like here you go everybody else analyze and just left i haven't seen everything from her she did not say anything else she just left the wrist she just put the receipts on there for everyone for the world to see and then dipped she was like, I don't, I this needs no further explanation. Everyone else read this and understand why I left this man. And you know what? I don't blame her. Yikes. I, I literally do not blame her. And That's every I, single I'm man saying. pouring in being like, oh, but he's he's talking about his boundaries. No, that wasn't his boundaries. That was just, just controlling. Not. Yeah. I think I like again. This is this is this podcast is not educational, but it's I will always remember. Boundaries are not something you can enforce on others. Boundaries are yeah. something you set on yourself and like tell, convey to others. Because I mean, I I learned this or well, this uh, really amazing Instagram. Uh, like she's a therapist, life coach, whatever, and she makes really like informational videos just about like these simple buzzwords that we love to throw around even things like yeah cancelled or fat phobia and all these things she's really educational about these things but the thing with the boundaries really stuck with me that it's like if we put boundaries on others that is just or it's it becomes kind of like an ultimatum right or some form of control but if you Mm -hmm. set boundaries that becomes something for yourself and that puts it inwards and that kind of protect, like, keeps a healthy distance between you, if that makes sense. I don't know. Hold on. Repeat that last sentence, because I, I feel like I got lost on the explanation a oh, little bit. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, I was saying, for you heard about Michelle, like, the life coach I follow yeah. on Instagram. She's, yeah. So she's just explaining all of these buzzwords that get thrown around, like, uh, fat phobia, boundaries um Mm -hmm. uh what what's that gate uh gaslighting gaslighting all of these yeah all of these terms and she basically just said and again this is not an academic thing so your interpretation can be different but she said boundaries are not something you enforce or put on others because that becomes like an ultimatum slash control boundaries are for yourself Mm -hmm. like you set boundaries for yourself to keep a healthy you know life yeah and that you don't allow yourself to do yes you don't allow yourself to do certain things or you don't put yourself in situations that you know are not good for you those are boundaries you telling someone else what they can or cannot do is not boundaries yeah that's exactly what she like she makes it very clear for some people like i see what you mean yeah who gets really confused when all of these words are constantly in the air Um, yeah so it's worth yeah, with all of these cases, there's all of these words being used, you know, with all the people we've discussed. So sometimes it's good to, like, I don't know, take a step back and be like, what am I actually saying or meaning? Mm. No, that's fair. But that's very, very fair. before we round off, I'm trying to think if there's anything we forgot. We were just going through a general list of people. A general list enemies. of people. <laughs> well, people that we strongly disagree with. I think there is one that we forgot, Kitki. There is one big one that we forgot that we simply do not have enough time to unpack. Her I mean, influence. we have like five minutes. Is it? Well, is it two, two people? No, I was gonna say two people: Haley Bieber and Sophia <gasps> Richie Grange. Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay, brief run through. Because we, we through. have talked about these girlies constantly. Yeah very much i mean we've talked about them we've talked about these two like un ad nauseum on in our own time but Haley bieber the culture mm-hmm. vulture that she is everybody everybody knows she sneezes and it suddenly becomes a trend simply do not understand why why she's such a chokehold on micro trends as us on, on us as a generation and and then here comes out of left field miss sophia richie grange 
who just has somehow queen of the rebrand queen of the rebrand and being able to brand herself now as new as as an old money aesthetic because she's married a billionaire she is lionel richie's daughter that girl has seen money since the day she stepped into this world i don't know who she's trying to fool old money aesthetic babe you were born into old money i don't i simply do not understand i simply do not understand the only thing that i will give sophia richie grange flowers for and her only good the only good influence on her that that her influence has had is the fact that she has made long dresses and long skirts easier to find and buy for us muslim girlies it's it's helped i'm sorry but she has yes modesty (laughs) fashion let's just it is how let's just take a um no but alisa you're so right and that's what Mm -hmm. i want to also go into because any of you apologists for Mm -hmm. them First of all, I'll click off right now because yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but anyone who obviously we're not bashing them as people, lovely people, lovely gowns, but mm-hmm. these like their impact on exactly what you said, these micro trends, like we can't ignore that. And again, kind of the co-opting nature of some of these trends, like the brownie lips, tomato. Oh my girl. god. Um, island girl whatever whatever it is like i I'm, whatever I know for a fact, you it's problematic. Were, i saw a lemon one the other day i don't oh lemon girl it, yeah i yeah i yeah. not <laughs> i'll teach like, you I'm how tired. to do it i'm, tired. I'm oh, truly cool. tired but that's what i'm saying i feel like i don't want to pin it like sometimes i do feel they don't mean to do that like i yeah. i have seen a couple of Hailey bieber videos she's just doing her makeup with road skin and yeah and road makeup she's just doing her thing and us as we just as, run um, with it yeah we as as um fans or stands we're like boom tomato tomato girl. tomato Airloop, tomato tomato, tomato, tomato. don't understand it's just yeah so i want to say like i don't know if they realize they're doing it or they've realized now and like maybe try not to or like it's just a phenomenon that is going to keep on happening where we want to set aside like very niche things and like i don't know for mm-hmm. two weeks at a time because let's for be two honest weeks at like, a time, yeah brownie that's how long the attention span <laughs> yeah. yeah brownie girls coconut girls brownie, well brownie look- girls yeah brownie girls has also been like a thing like that whole look of lip gloss and brown lip liner has been a thing within the La- latino community in the u.s for a very very long time like latin women yes. the latina women have been doing that for a very very long time suddenly yeah. everyone's like oh my god brownie lips i'm sorry you what brownie what? yeah the oiled hair oiled hair like oiled come on. hair like we know firsthand oiled hair like i just it's exhausting Every punching the air if i was <laughs> at school right now tell me i would not be bombed Every brown girl screaming, crying, throwing up right now, seeing (sighs) everyone just being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put oil in my hair. Girl, what do you mean you're putting... Yeah, You what? Tomato girl? We just have to go for a run. Boom. Tomato (laughs) girl time. Like, I'm... (laughs) I'm tired. It's upsetting, but it's also funny. It's upsetting and it's funny. And I'm just like, how how have we reached this point? How have trends reached this point? It's... I know. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I will give Sophia Richie her flowers because when I tell you, it's so much easier to find longer skirts and dresses now. <laughs> I before, love that. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I'm telling you, before it was like mini skirts everywhere or like long dresses and skirts, which would have like a slit all the way up to the hip. I'm like, then what's the point of having a long skirt if you're gonna have a slit all the way up to the hip? But now yeah. you can find and longer I- skirts and dresses because it's fashionable and it's in it's on trend. I mean, it sucks that we have to resort to this like elitist yeah predominantly white old money type of thing to make modest fashion i don't know <sighs> applicable for yeah. millions and millions of men and women who want to wear that but mm-hmm. it is what it is i guess it is what it is this is where we're at but um to end on a slightly more positive note <laughs> yeah we didn't even mention Rani and Jay Shetty. Yeah, I'm just, we I do. Mean, we don't. We just simply did not have enough time. We have been talking for a long time. I don't even know if people have even listening up up until this point. No, but guys, listen. Like, if you really enjoyed this, just mm-hmm. give us a give us a chance to do part two. We can add yeah. all of these more people. 
we have a people. big list. We have a big list of people. We haven't even scratched the surface of people that we need to just let off some steam about. Um, just, and just probably, and probably by part, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stick with us, and probably by part two, there will be a couple more controversial events that will happen I in know. pop culture that we'll but, have to discuss. The internet is a crazy place, and like, I don't know. It's one of those things. I mean exactly how you said i i hope it's not too negative but it's just the um i think reality of what we were saying about council culture putting like celebrity worship also the parasocial relationships like it's becoming more increased but it's also cyclical so i don't think there's an there's an end yeah there's no end but um on that note (laughs) if you hate this podcast (laughs) if you hate us we want to know. Like, we want to. You know. have to tell us. So, where can they? Where can they contact us? Well, they can contact us on all of our social media platforms. On Instagram, we are Pradesi Community because the TLB, the line between, is of course a Pradesi podcast. Our email, if you want to send us some criticism straight ahead, right into our inbox, it's podcast.pradesi <laughs> at gmail.com. If you feel like act, if you're in a little bit in a silly, goofy mood, you want to act like a Twitter bot, we are Pradesi blog on Twitter. And if you just want to know a little bit more about Katki and I and our very, very wonderful um, team, <laughs> team and our very brief bio that's on our website, it's www.pradesi.community forward slash the line between uh yes. and, and feel yes, free but... to send fan mail too guys like <laughs> you can put us on pedestals just don't put these people down it would it. be nice you know it would be nice to be put on pedestals just once in a while but like at um, least one gift card just a gift card, one. just the one just the one um no, but... but actually yeah. before before we all just let people on with their day and Kitki and i can crash into bed um, because this episode will be coming out before our next Pradesi event, if you guys are listening, just bear in mind that our next in-person event for Pradesi is uh, coming up on September the 3rd in London. So if you haven't Ooh. got your tickets, tickets are live. So come, go ahead, get your tickets, come. It's a sip and paint situation. The sipping will be chai. For all of my halal girlies, <laughs> we will be <laughs> sipping chai. And for but it should be non- fun. <laughs> okay. For anyone who doesn't like chai or mm-hmm. um, non-alcoholic things, it's BYOB. So it, you can it is just bring cap- like Capri Sun or anything that you like and mm-hmm. paint in the park. And also meet people because it's so nice to have in-person events again. Um, we're going to be there, but also we're gonna be there. everyone in the community is going to be there. And you'll definitely, definitely meet someone. Like even if you come on your own you will leave mm-hmm. with eight friends i promise because that's what always 100 that's what always even happens. With us. and yeah. at the at the bare minimum you know uh you'll see katki and i and you'll probably will the katki and i will be will be lurking having little conversations we might ju- do a little jump scare for all of you who knows we might find <laughs> a camera in your face but we oh, hope yeah. to see you all there september the third but yeah Yay. thanks you thanks guys okay. for listening hope you enjoyed bye bye